0: Hello, this is Real Estate Insights, the podcast from Savills that isn't afraid to take itself out of its comfort zone and explore any aspect of the property world. And today, at least, I am well out of my comfort zone because we're looking at future generations and asking, what do younger people really want from a place to live?
1: I rent in London at the moment and I think definitely I'm not ready to sacrifice living in an area that I want to live in just to be able to afford to buy.
0: And for that matter... What about a place to work?
2: I'm very particular about what I need. I need uh, air quality, I need temperature to be right, and the smell of an office can affect me as well.
0: I'm Guy Ruddle, and with me to answer these and other questions are four of Savile's emerging talents. They're all members of the research team. Frances Clacey is an associate in the residential research team, looking at the prime London market. Hello, Frances. Hello. And Lydia McLaren, who works in the residential research team as well. She concentrates more on housing developments and uh, that side of things. Hello, Lydia. Hi. Next, we've got Josh Arnold, who is a commercial research analyst specialising in retail, hotels, and the leisure market. Josh, welcome. Hello. And finally, but by no means least, Victoria Bagella, who is also a commercial research analyst, and she specialises in the London office market. Welcome to you. Good morning. Right. So, young people. Now, I'm not young. Can we just make, get a sort of sense of, are we all, apart from me, under 30? Yeah. Now, so there's yeah. so, so yeah. a little I'm slightly. So.
2: slightly outside of that bracket. Slightly. But only slightly. Just yeah, narrowly.
0: Okay, cool. So, but we're sort of sorry to ask you. Your, you know, it's a very, very uh, rude question. But that's sort of roughly. So we know roughly what we're talking about. I don't know, sort of some early twenties to very early thirties, and, and 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 all that sort of stuff. Right. God, it's like being in a confessional, isn't it? <laughs> so, what I would like to do today. I, obviously you, you're you all researchers and you have a sort of professional interest in, in what younger people think and, and whatever, but you also have a personal interest. So I want to try and get at both of those things. And I want to talk about places where you might live or your attitudes to homes, your attitudes to offices and your attitudes to when you're neither at home or in the office and are just having fun. Is that all right? Yeah, so yeah. let's start with home. Now, the, the 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 thing that everybody talks about is with your generation everybody's oh they'll never be able to buy a house etc do you think about buying houses or renting is it something that's in your mind all the time. Who wants to go first? Francis, you go first.
3: Um, yes, I've bought. I have bought a house um, in Essex, so I think it's something that personally I have always wanted to do. But I do think it's definitely different for different types of people. Some people would rather rent because it's more flexible, and it just they. It's the lifestyle that they want. But personally, I wanted more security. I wanted to buy something um, in the countryside, out in Essex, um, so that. That's the decision that I made.
0: Victoria, what do you think?
3: Um, so I very much agree with Francis. Um
2: I don't own at the moment, but it's something that I would like to do. But I do realise that the likelihood of me owning central London is, let's be realistic, not it's not happening. So it's likely I'll end up moving further out and commu- commuting further in.
0: And Josh yeah, okay. uh, or Lydia, would, are, are you in the same sort of boat? I suspect that you're the two younger members of this of, exactly. the, of, of us here. Are, are you in that same sort of boat you, you, you'd like to own, but you accept that you're going, you might have to not live where you really want to live? Um,
1: uh, so I rent in, in London at the moment. And I think, you know, at the moment, definitely I'm not ready to sacrifice um, living in an area that I want to live in just to be able to afford to buy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of young people are in the same boat.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I disagree probably with Josh, but I've actually just bought a house. Have you? Um, yeah, in Kent very recently. Um, I've never really wanted to live in London. I've always liked the countryside, and for me, buying was realistic because I was in Kent. So, yeah, that's what I've gone for.
0: So that's interesting because it, it, you, I mean, that, what I'm hearing is very different to what you you hear from the outside world that that your generation will never be able to afford and half of you are giving up on the idea of ever owning and it's a major shift. But it sounds like, I mean, you're all in the property game, so perhaps you're a little bit in, but it does sound like that, that you don't buy that stereotype.
3: I think um, we, well, personally, I benefited from buying with someone else. So I had a dual income, which obviously makes a big difference in the first place. Um, And also, um, like a lot of first-time buyers, um, benefited from Bank of Mum and Dad with some support from them. Um, Because I think that's probably the biggest difficulty that um, first-time buyers face is the deposit that they have to come up with. Um, So... Uh, my an interesting thing, that I think, is my mortgage payments now are actually less than what my rent was um, in London, even if you include my commuting costs. So that, that on life? top of the yeah. mortgage is still less than what my rent was when I lived in Wandsworth. Yeah. Um, so it's actually the deposit that I think is the initial difficulty that people face. But once you're into home ownership, it isn't necessarily the problem.
0: And Does do you do you are they, do, do the rest of you? I mean, Lydia, you're different because you you've bought as well. Mm. Did you have you bought by yourself or have you um,
3: with
4: someone else? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I completely agree with Francis. It is the deposit that's the issue, and for me, living at home enabled me to save up because I wasn't having to pay rent, or
3: that was what was key for me. I've heard of more people buying with siblings, which I think yeah. is quite interesting, and yeah. I yeah. think that's probably as well because you can sort of trust them a bit more. It's like you've got that family connection, um, and if both of you want to buy. Um, but you don't have a partner that you're wanting to buy with, but you both want to get on the property ladder. Then I suppose it it's, it does make sense yeah, to do that.
0: That's not new, by the way, mm. and not always a brilliant idea. <laughs> Might edit that bit out. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I think
1: renting also has uh, allows people to have more flexibility. So, say if an example, uh, if uh, an opportunity came up um, overseas or in a different city, you can easily up sticks and move. Um, Whereas if you own, even if you are co um it's slightly more difficult to, to perhaps do that.
0: Let's talk about office space. You know, we, we recently did a podcast on what workers want, and we were covering the, the, the full range of, uh, of office space. But there were things that came out of that which I, I found quite surprising. What do you – I mean, one of them being about home homeworking and, uh, and the like and whether you really need to be in an office. Do you really want to be – in an office, five days a week.
2: Not necessarily five days a week, but I would like. I think there's an important social aspect to being in the office. You want to be able to communicate with your colleagues. You want to benefit as a human being from you know connecting with other people. So I think from that perspective, it's, it's useful and important to go into the office. But I think it's also important to have the flexibility to work at home, work from different locations, wherever is most appropriate for you in that particular setting, depending on the kind of work you're doing.
0: Yeah. Did, uh, you, there's a lot of nodding going on around the table to that. Do you think that employers understand that now and that there is that that you know that there's a genuine move towards more flexible working?
3: Yeah, I think it's improving, but then I I also think there's um flexibility in terms of working hours and working weeks and which days you come into the office and so on. Um but also the difference with hot desking. Um and I personally don't like hot desking that much i don't think it really yeah does anybody like sorry to interrupt does
0: anybody does anybody around here like the idea of hot desking i like the idea of hot desking but
1: only if there are the amenities to do so yeah only if there are enough desks to do so um, and sort of nice working environments to work in
0: lydia what about when you're uh, away from the hot desking in in the office you know there's a lot of talk about gyms and, a, and and you know good food and all that sort of stuff uh, uh, you know I know your offices your offices are great so it's probably hard for you, <laughs> hard for you to say but but are, are those important things are, you know they're sort of uh, I, I hesitate to call them peripheral but but are they really important in, in an office environment?
4: I think from a personal perspective what's more important to me is the flexibility and that is because I am a commuter so I think having the flexible working hours and being able to work remotely comes comes a lot more important than just amenities.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Victoria, you look like you were about to say um,
2: something. So I'm a complicated person. I'm the person who oh, always that complaining to <laughs> I'm, I'm the person who's always complaining to facilities about how cold it is. Um I'm very particular about what I need. I need um, air quality, I need temperature to be right. I need like I don't want to be sat op- opposite a bright orange wall. Um it's things like that that really affect. And the smell of an office can affect me as well because I'm um, I remember one previous uh, place where I worked, any time that I think of it, the first thing I think about is the smell of the kitchen. Mm. Before I think of anything, how I felt about working there, the first thing I think about, I remember the smell of the kitchen.
0: So the whole generation thing is about to come into play here because do you think you're unusual uh, or do you think your generation is much more particular about its office environment than than mine? Because frankly, nobody in my generation at your age would have complained about the colour of the walls
2: I think we're just more aware we're more aware of what we like and what we need and I think the kind of society and and, you know in in the wider in in the world in wider respects to everything we're just more aware of what we like what we want what we need and I don't think that there was quite the same it wasn't the same dialogue it wasn't something that people were thinking about in the past there wasn't an option to change that environment so you just kind of got on with it
0: What about when you're not at work and not at home? What do you spend your money on social life? Do, do you think that's different from, from... We used to just go to the pub a lot. Do, do, you, it, <laughs> hold I on think, Yeah, I, know, I think Stephanie we still do that. Yes. Yeah. Still,
3: um, I'd say I'd spend a lot of my money on eating out in nice restaurants, um, going to the gym um, and holidays and that that sort of thing really is probably my main main expenditure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, there's a real shift in spending habits at the moment. And a lot more young people, myself included, are opting to spend money on experiences rather than sort of materialistic items or things. Um, And that's having an impact on on retail locations and um, what we do in our in our spare time.
0: Yeah, that 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 is interesting, isn't it? In fact, that we'll 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 be doing a a whole podcast uh, in in a few weeks' time on competitive socialising, uh, and, and 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 that sort of experience type thing. Lydia, you were nodding at that. Is are, are you the same as that? Yeah, I
4: mean, I enjoy being outside, spending money on things, usually within Kent. I don't tend to go to London on the weekends because I spend all week here, and I think yeah, we're seeing a lot more kind of experiential leisure-type things emerging. in Kent. For example, last weekend, I went to a picnic at a lavender farm. You know, those kind of <laughs> things are quite different, but
0: we're That's seeing lovely. more and more of. I was about to ask, well, I will ask, uh, uh, about carbon footprint. And do you fl- do you, are you conscious about not flying as, 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 you know, all that much and things like that? Or, or is that really... When you're sitting in a lavender farm, Lydia, are you thinking, oh, at least I'm not burning carbon on a plane? Or is that does it not really an issue?
4: Uh, I mean, I do travel as well, but in the last few years, I am a lot more conscious of my carbon footprint and, yeah, environmental issues. But that doesn't stop me to a certain extent.
0: Josh,
1: what about you? Yeah, definitely. I think people are much more conscious now than they were sort of 10, 20 years ago, Um but in terms of travel, I think people are still, because it's so cheap and more accessible than it was before, mm. um, people are still more likely to travel more frequently, and that's having an impact on hotels, obviously increasing demand in certain markets.
0: Now, <clears throat> we're getting towards the end of this, um, but uh, I remember I remember when I was your age, I can't believe really, I just said that. <laughs> I do remember when I was in my 20s thinking that you know, the world had a view of what, young people were like which was just wrong are there assumptions made about your generation which which make your blood boil no yeah. We're actually treating you all... Oh, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it had to be Victoria.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of generalisation of our generation. I think um, at the start when we talked about um, owning a home, I think that's a fantastic example where there's so many different um, approaches and ideas of what we wanted, but there's this general idea that we've all given up on ever owning a home. And I think there's, a, there's also this whole idea, whole idea that we are you know, we want the gadgets and, uh, and you know, like the f- the food tables and, and the, you know, the slide in the office and, and that will make us happy. And and it's a lot more
3: complicated than that.
0: Yeah. Everyone's nodding. Yeah, Anything to add?
3: No, that's true. I think, yeah, maybe um, going back to basics almost with office space, like Victoria was talking about the smell, um, you know, instead of giving us lots of gadgets and whatever else, just going back to basics and making sure that you're you're nailing those first.
0: Okay, I'm just going to slip in. I hadn't planned this. I'm going to slip in a stereotype difference. Uh, Which among the four of you has had a phone that's lasted the full two years of its contract or whatever without a cracked screen or anything?
2: I have. have. Yeah, Yeah, me
0: too. Uh, Maybe it's just my children. (laughs) 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 There you are. You see, there's a stereotype. You know, there's a stereotype that I've sort of fallen into the trap of. guys it's been amazing but it's not over yet because we have this is maybe a slightly different episode of uh of the real estate insights but you can't get away from the savile standout statistic you've all been warned about this right you've got to come up with a, a short statistic that sort of makes people go oh that's a bit unusual uh gentlemen first josh why don't you go first <laughs> um yeah so my standout statistic is
1: um that consumers spend on holiday accommodation abroad for those under 30 years old has increased almost 300% since 2009. And that's inflation adjusted. So it's really just reiterating the point that um, young people are really driving that demand in in hotel accommodation abroad. Wow. Who wants to go next? Lydia? Um,
4: My standout statistic is, so in terms of housing delivery, house builders are increasingly moving away from this traditional model of building for sale and um, building for rent. And currently, the build-to-rent sector has 143,000 units either complete under construction or in the planning
2: pipeline.
0: Yeah, which is good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Victoria?
2: So my standout stat is uh, from the London respondents to the What Workers Want survey, um, and 50% of London respondents are most dissatisfied with social meeting spaces in office spaces, um, and also um, outside spaces like terraces, gardens,
3: um, in office spaces in London.
0: Interesting. Which leaves... Francis.
3: Um, so my standout stat is uh, the average first-time buyer deposit for people buying a property in London, um, and it's currently just over £140,000. So that just, again, what? reiterates the point I made right at the beginning about how the, the deposit is really the difficult part um, for people to get together, and, and particularly in London where affordability is really stretched and we're pushing up against the limits of um, mortgage affordability. <sighs>
0: Guys, thank you very much. I wrote a little bit of script here earlier, which says, thank you very much for being here and thank you for making me feel young again. But I'm not sure, (laughs) you might have made me feel older (laughs) rather than younger, but it has been fascinating. It's been great to, to have you all in here and great to have some sort of younger Savills emerging talent in the studio with us that's it for this episode of real estate insights if all that's done is leave you thinking you need to know more then you'll find plenty of research on the savils website savils.co.uk slash research including uh, the what workers want report that victoria was was mentioning just a moment ago and if you aren't already a subscriber to real estate insights then please feel free to become one using your usual podcast provider in the meantime thank you very much for listening and see you next time